And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. We are back. We're a little bit late. It's a little bit technology. It gets us every once in a while. It's, I knew, I just got back from Houston, so I knew when I got back, I had to come back out into my studio a little bit early, and I still don't think I came out early enough because I had to, I felt like I needed, I was going to have to restart the computer, and I didn't restart it, and luckily on my end, it was okay, but Robert had a little technical on the eCam side because sometimes it doesn't like to play nice, and we got her going, so Robert, welcome back. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate you. And yeah, you're in the right place. You're in my ear. So that's good. Perfect. We love it. We got people who Nikki, Nikki's in the chat room. I don't know if you can see the chat box or not, but Nikki's in the chat box. And I sure can. Good deal. She was concerned about good morning, us Nikki. because we weren't there yet. So <laughs> we, we are here now. <laughs> we, we were too. We were yeah. too. <laughs> we had a moment. Yep. So we're back. We're talking about RS Victorious, your book that is, uh, do we have an update on, is that moving along nicely coming, coming soon? We're getting towards the end of January. How's that going? Um, assuming that my editors are on time, we're still slated for the first of February, middle of February. Very nice. That's getting close. But again, let's see if they deliver. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She figured that I, last week I forgot to hit stream, but we're stream. It says we're live. So it's there and Nikki sees it. We've got, we've got uh, confirmation that we're there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't get a chance to check it out last week, we talked about Maxim three deep thinking, which is basically chapter three of the book as well. Um, we've talked about, and, and that one was long-term thinking, thinking about not just going with the first thing you see processing things, working through situations. Um, it's funny. I noticed myself noticing, like, I think I notice a lot more things anyway than most people but i don't think i've always thought that way like i was getting on the plane and i was realizing yesterday that there was drip rails on the plane for rain so when it hits that drip rail it slides off by the door it was crazy there are things right. that you don't think of um but i've challenged myself to see more so it's kind of crazy um this one is i feel like probably hits pretty hard for you this chapter because it's it's called um rewarding and as i was reading the chapter which is it's super short but it kind of talks about the book and what happened with it um so the maxim is rewarding life's not meant to be easy as victory over easy things is not rewarding so do you want to tell people about this book you wrote and then had to rewrite right so it was this time last year that um, I was 98% of the way there getting ready to go to the editor and was on my iMac and uh, basically looked at it and I watched my manuscript shrink into the little box and disappear right in front of my face. And I went, oh, no big deal. I'll just go back and load again. And so I went to look for the file. The file was gone. I went to my backup and the file was gone. I went to the backup of the backup and the file was gone. It spent uh, three or four days with Apple and they said, you know, that can't happen, but it did. And we're sorry. Uh, it's gone. So my entire manuscript was gone. The only thing I had was an EPUB diversion that I had done a couple months before 
So I kind of had the skeleton of what it was, but basically I had to rewrite the book. Yeah. And, and most of these essays I, are on the website as well, right? So you did have, you had some of it, but you still had to, had to right. go back through it and do another version. Right. And, and, you know, it was, it was perfect because, um, it was basically, I look at it, the universe, God, however you want to frame the world, basically saying, you know, this was crap. This wasn't good enough. It was kind of like watching go down the drain. Right. And he was like, okay, well let's do the new version, the 2.0 and the 2.0 is a lot better. Um, it, the first one was good, but the, this is a whole lot better because I'm much more focused. I'm much more uh, understanding of what my pitch is, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, how I'm supposed to keep people engaged, um, the simplicity of the argument. And um, it's came out a lot cleaner. So I'm, I'm really pleased. But it's like everything else. I mean, surprisingly enough, I didn't melt down or anything. I just actually kind of smiled. Like, that was that really? was going to be my question. Like, what was the actual? Right. Because I can tell you right now, me being where I'm at, and I, I don't, I would say that I'm in this young stage of processing and learning and building and things like that, where like I haven't thought with the same mentality that I have for a long time, and I probably would have just freaked out. Yeah, it's it's. I'm reached a point in time where I faced enough life or death situations and enough things that are really meaningful that losing a manuscript, no matter how painful, isn't the end of the world. And I also look at the universe as always signaling me, right? It's, you know, kind of a uh, stop, go thing, you know, red, uh, yellow, green, you know, where should you be? And that was a big red. Okay. In other words, your manuscript wasn't good enough. That wasn't what we needed to do. Um, and I understand that. And so I just kind of took a break. And I'm not going to say I didn't blame Apple if I didn't say that there was some challenges and that I got a little frustrated, but I realized what this was about. And it just wasn't convenient to me because I had literally just started a master's program. And I was like, oh, crap. And in that master's program, that semester, uh, for the, in the last two weeks, I wrote 25,000 words. Yeah. And so basically I wrote half a novel in two weeks and not half a novel that needed to be edited, half a novel that was completely edited and ready for a professor to look at it, critique me and give me a grade on. So I had a lot of demand. So this is the reason why it took another year for the book to be produced was because I had to finish the masters in in the meantime, which I wasn't planning on. You know, I had my life all set up. And you guys didn't know this, but Robert and I have been talking about this for a while. So like this was supposed to happen last year and, and then this happened. And to me, it's kind of like, maybe we, we, we just weren't in the right place for it to happen at that time, you know, like, and that's different things have happened. Things have changed in my life. Things have changed in your life. And I just, I feel like it probably or not probably, I know, like, I mean, this is the way that it's gone is that no matter what happened, there's a reason for it. And you have two choices, right? So your choice could have been, Hey, you know what? Damn it. I'm done with this. I'm not doing it. Or I'm going to do it again because that's what I need to do. And I have to take that as a sign of revamping it. Right. Yeah. And it's again, the signal from the universe, God was, you know, you need to redo it. It needs to be better. This needs to be done or else it wouldn't be. I always believe that your dreams are planted in your heart. And if, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. 
and that resistance is there to make you stronger. The resistance there isn't there to piss you off. And one of the things that people confuse is they confuse resistance with, um, you know, opposition, evil, whatever. No, it's there to make you stronger. It's like I always say, don't blame the weights. Okay. They're just there to make you stronger. They're there to, you know, change your mindset, change your perspective. Just remind yourself how incredibly uh, blessed you are. You get up in the morning. Hey, I'm here. I'm showing up. Um, and in, in this case, I'm trying to make a manuscript to, to say something. And I, to be honest with you, this is another example of I really didn't know what I wanted to do with this when I finished. Okay. It's the same thing with my master's. I didn't quite make my PhD deadlines because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my PhD. So if I'm not ready, I've learned to just take a break and not force things. And that's really wise because usually it's after I take a break that I get a breakthrough. All of a sudden, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what it's supposed to look like. And it's not my timing. And that's what is ultimately frustrated for most of us is it's not our timing. It's the timing, the right timing, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think patience is something that's really hard to learn. Like I'm dealing with that in my own, my life right now, trying to figure out something like it. And I know in my mind that it's the right thing, but then just trying to figure out, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the same thing with failure, right? Like I theoretically, like I've failed a couple of times at this cause I haven't figured out the way to make it work, but I'm going to figure it out. Right. I, I, and that's it. You quit, you fail, you, you keep going, mm -hmm. you don't. Yeah. And, and this is that old story is always true of the miner who goes into the mine and digs and digs and digs for three years and stops. Right. And he just walks away from the mine. The next guy walks into the mine, digs one foot and hits the gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, as much as that seems like some kind of metaphor for life, it actually is how things go. People, if, if you really do have the dream in your heart, like you have the dream to be this effective guy in podcasting and success, you have that dream. Well, I don't know what that looks like and you don't either, but you're not going to stop. Yeah, because you're just going to do, keep doing it and doing it and doing happen. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, people think that you get some kind of template in life. You know, Steve Jobs, who invented most of the cool products we're using today. You know, he, he didn't know where he was going. Um, and people don't realize he had tons and tons of failure. And he just kept, you know, I mean, my God, he got kicked out of his own company. <laughs> well, you have that vision, like, you know, if you've watched and, I, and who knows how true, like, I'm, I'm assuming there has to be some truth in the version that is told on TV about him. Um, but he had the vision. He didn't have like the the brain to do the technical work behind, like he didn't build that stuff, but he had the vision and he was able to find the people to talk to them. Hey, this is what I want. Make this happen. And right. And then he got to a point where it was successful. And then they're like, see you buddy. And then they're like, Oh, maybe we do need you, you know? Yeah. Vision is an amazing part and motivation and the idea of what you want is an amazing part. And so the end result of, of this a year later is, I now rolled out my website. You know, it's in soft launch. I have my merchandise on it. I have strategy sessions where I will sit and talk to somebody for an hour via video conference to help them learn how to strategize their life better, right? To kind of get, get that vision and decide what they want and then start taking action in that direction. 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I've done a lot of coaching, but I didn't really want to be a life coach. Right. Because that kind of was like, it was too general for me. But offering people strategy made sense to me because it's what I've always done. And I've done that all the way back to when I was in the intelligence community. I was a strategic intelligence analyst. I did things at the big picture level. And it's I don't do the tactical side of things, but I do the strategic side. I'm the one that basically says, hey, listen, here's what the big picture looks like. Here's the critical things you need to see and just move forward from there. And the motivation is key, right? And that's what you realize. Yeah. Um, I talked to a friend last night and I said, do you know why I run? And she said, no, I don't know why you run. I said, I run because I hate it. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I thought you'd love it. I said, no. I said, I run because I dislike running very much, but it's the first thing I do every day because that way I've got a hard thing out of the way. If I can do a hard thing first, life becomes easy. Yep. And she's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I said, if you win your mornings, you can win your days. If you take four or five things that you've got to get done and you can get them done in the morning, you will kick the crap out of your day. Yep. Because these need to be the things that you don't want to do, that you don't have the energy or the motivation, or you really, you're just like, oh, really, I've got to do that. Just go do it. Get them knocked out. If you, you're eight or nine o'clock in the morning, you've got the four or five things that are hard to do of the day done. Man, it's downhill, baby. Yeah, because if it's you think about it, like what happens? Okay, well, I'm going to like working out is, the, you know, like the number one thing that people probably talk about. If I say that I'm going to work out at the end of the day and then I had a hard day, like I feel like my day was hard, what's going to happen? I'm going to skip the workout because guess what? I'm tired. I had the hard day. Now, if I got the hard day mm -hmm. or the hard workout in before the hard day, I come home and relax if I want to. And I've worked out. Well, I also learned um, I raised four kids. I, I believe you have two. Yep. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so what happens is, is I knew that the only time of day I controlled was the time before they woke up. Yep. So if I got up at four o'clock in the morning and they got up at 530 or six o'clock, that I controlled that two hours and that that was mine. I didn't have anybody pulling on me. I didn't have uh, my other half pulling on me or the kids pulling on me. So I wanted to control what I could control. The rest of it is just the way it goes. So that was another reason for getting up and kicking the crap out of mornings was, is that was all I control. Yeah. And there's no way that when you put your kids to bed at eight 30 or nine o'clock at night, you're going to go work out. Yeah. It's the last thing That's I want to do. <laughs> oh yeah. You're completely, you're completely out of gas. Right. Yeah. I know I am. I mean, you basically leaving that couch. No, come on, man. Yep. I just want to sit down with a glass of bourbon and just, <laughs> that's exactly that, that's that relaxed time <laughs> exactly and so th this is kind of the whole concept of that life is not meant to be easy victory over easy things is not rewarding and the reality is is that every run that i finish and people also ask me about my runs and i say to them there are runs that are thriving runs and there are runs that are surviving runs Okay, meaning I am surviving. I get to count another day in my streak, right? There are days that I'm thriving where I'm taking out a new record. I'm doing something to, in performance, right? Yep. But I have both days. I have crap. Today's a crap day, okay? Not a crap time day, but it was both raining and hot. 
Okay, so I had my rain <laughs> shoes on. I get out there. I have to deal with all this crap. I'm completely soaked, you know, a quarter mile into the run. And my time is crap, right? And I'm like, oh, now I have to salvage a crappy run. And, and I'm like, and I'm not in thrive mode. I'm in survive mode. Right. Just let me count this day and get off the. And so what happens in the, in, it back, in the back end of my run is I get that little motivation to push. And so basically I push and turn it into an okay run. It's not the best, but it's also not the worst. And that was that little motivation. I just said, well, you know, screw it. I'm out here. Let me just push just a little bit to make my time a little bit better. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, and then I, of course, step into all this and I'm still sweating and my <laughs> ear pods don't work. And I'm just laughing going, of course, you know, yeah. no big deal. We'll figure this out. Yeah, we could bang our heads against the wall and say, you know, and that's the thing. Like when we when this started happening, I was like, all right, well, we've got a couple different choices. Here's what we can do. We can try this, right. we can try this, we can try this, and we can make it work or, you know, like finding another way to make it happen. But ultimately, we made it happen. So, Right. And, and that's the thing is, but it goes back to the same thing. Life is not meant to be easy. Victory over easy things isn't fun. This is fun, right? Because you're just like, okay, what did we do? We went through about three different variations in a very short period of time and got it. So that's not what we want to continue to repeat over and over again. However, it's okay. It yes. is kind of rewarding to fight through it and get there. Yeah. And, the and cool it's thing rewarding. Is, it will be rewarding. Yeah. And the cool thing is there's that lesson, right? Like now we know if this happens again, logging out of Ecamm fixed it that time. It won't always fix it the same time, but I mean, it's great to know that that was the issue because Apple does not like anything that you have to fight. I love Apple, but when you don't want to use an Apple product, you have to fight Apple. That's all there is to it. Like the headphones. I, and I told you this before is like, I don't wear AirPods because I don't like fighting with Apple for competition because this is not an Apple mic. And I want to use this mic and I want to use the, the stuff that I use to make the sound that I make. But Apple doesn't like that. So if I put in the headphones and it automatically wants to go to the headphones and I don't want to be in the middle of something going, you know, hey, I was talking to my headphones the whole time. It doesn't sound as good as it could have sounded. And now I have to go back and right. figure it out. So it's that's I've, I've just made it so that I don't have to have that issue. Although, I mean, AirPods look a lot better than this big old freaking headset, but <laughs> I've I'm no, just, but but I also know why you do it now because yeah. I'm sitting there trying to fight with the connection. I'm like, if I could just plug the damn thing in, yeah. right? Hardline it, end it, and that's you know, and that's part of the process. Like you said, of trial and error, we get to that point that we understand it, and the coping that we do with not blowing up and just realizing that you know you just just work through it. Yeah, and it is rewarding. It is rewarding when you get to the other side of something really cool. It is. And that's, that makes life a little bit, I think a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth it. And that, that chapter is a pretty short one. Next time we're going to talk about losing. Um, I'm, I haven't, I know I've read it before, but now I, I like what's going on is I've read through it and then I'm going back and I'm reading like right before every morning I wake up at four fifteen, and, and so at four fifteen instead of, Instead of looking through my social media, I'm reading Robert's book chapter by chapter so that we can have a good discussion about it. 
Yeah, and that's uh, it, losing is an interesting, really interesting chapter. I hadn't thought about it until you just said it, and I just scrolled down and went, "Oh yeah, okay, now yep. I remember." Losing is yeah. important, and I don't think people understand that because I think that the rewarding part of losing, and we'll and we'll talk about that chapter in depth next week, but I think rewarding has become has has a different meaning now than rewarding had to my generation and your generation uh because you get rewarded for everything you do now and we're finding that that's not a good thing i feel like yeah and i i think that's dead on and I've, what is a participation trophy i mean yeah really i mean yeah of course i was there but what did they used to say in our generation? They said that second place is the first loser. Yeah. And I have been in that second place position before. Like I, the moment that I hear second or that, that here's your participation, your participation trophy. I go straight back to my sophomore year, the state championship football game that I lost by one point. And the feeling that I had after that and how it made me, stronger for the next year when we won it was just like you know what i don't want i have that feeling today i never want that feeling again how much harder am i going to work next year to be better than i was the year before and to have that win the actual win doesn't it doesn't it feel different when you go into the fourth quarter of that second game that second championship when you're getting in that fourth quarter you're like oh no no we're not doing that shit you know we're not doing that crap again right the only thing that would have made that that game better was if it was against the same team, but we beat that same team in the the semifinal. And gotcha. it, yeah, so it just it was weird though cuz we lost to them in the state championship and we lost it was we lost in the fourth quarter. Like that's how bad it was. We lost on a we we practiced with our punter to punt the ball to the right. Because I still remember Josh Goff was the fastest freaking kick returner there was. And if you kicked it to him, he would return it and he would score. And Poochrite, Poochrite, Poochrite kicked it right to him and he ran it back and scored. And that was it. So that's a, that's a hard feeling to take. In the next year. Right. Especially. Yeah. Especially when you prepared for it, right? Yeah. Especially when you prepared for it and you knew it and you just didn't execute. Yep. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. And it's tough. And like, I feel bad for, I feel bad. I still remember our punter. I feel bad for him. He didn't play the next year because he felt so bad about that. And it was like, that's not the, that's, that's not the defining moment, man. I would have, I would have taken it a different way. I mean, and I can't blame him. You know, I don't know what his reasoning was for not playing, but like, I would have been back there the next year to make that situation completely different. And, uh, Oh, I'd have just gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How can I improve my game? What can I do? You know, I don't want to let the guys down. Yep. I mean, cause there was an issue, I guess in the playoff games last week of a kicker, right. Mm-hmm. Missing something and, and an opportunity to, to tie a game and push it to overtime. Yep. And you know, he pushed it. I think in this case, right. Yep. And it wasn't a long kick either. Bad conditions, but still wasn't a long kick. Yeah, it's funny. I watch that. I I don't watch much football. I do like I have an affinity for the 49ers, even though they're not like I don't I'm not watching all their games. I my favorite team is the Colts and I had don't I just don't watch NFL anymore. Like I'll watch highlights and I know who's playing and I I may watch the Super Bowl. 
But last year I watched one game before I watched the Super Bowl and I didn't really watch the Super Bowl because I'm always barbecuing or whatever and everyone else is enjoying it. But I watched one game and I told a friend of mine on TikTok, I'm like, I'm not watching it because last year I watched it and it was the 49ers versus the Eagles and Purdy tore his UCL and it was like, this is me. It's my fault. I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) I have the power of the curse. Yeah, and so I watched I watched this one and they won, but the very right in the beginning I was like, "Oh man, here we go. The guy the guy had the chance to tie the game with a field goal and he missed the field goal." And I'm like, "This is not going to be good." And and I stopped watching it and then they they still won. So it was kind of cool woke up woke up in the morning and I was like, "Oh, they won." So, we'll so see how it goes. This weekend are you going to be uh watching? I don't know. I yeah, probably. I mean, I probably can't stay away from it. I got the I got the blessing from from Carl on TikTok that it was okay for me to watch it, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, well, let's talk. We'll we'll reconvene next week. We're going to talk about losing. We talked about rewarding, and just remember that you know it's not always rewarding to lose, but the reward is in finishing and trying again. Absolutely. I appreciate you, Wes. Yep. All right, everyone, we will catch you next week. Um, and uh, if you didn't catch last week's episode, go to YouTube. It's up on YouTube. We forgot. I, I forgot. I shouldn't say we forgot because it's me to not do the live button. And I don't, I, the only excuse I have is I thought I was like, oh, I, I, I thought I was doing another interview, which conveniently the guy canceled um, for like the fourth time. So, but that's okay. We're here. We got this one out and we will be back next week, next Wednesday with the next chapter. Perfect. Look forward to it. Yep.